Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're tuning in on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world, we couldn't be more grateful to have you here with us. Now, today I'm bringing on Janet Rich Pittman, and she is an absolute pleasure. Another amazing guest coming at you from Exploring Mind and Body. Janet is a brain health specialist. Today we're talking about Alzheimer's and dementia, and I'm telling you, this is one of those shows that's a game changer. We have to understand that we are in control of our health, and we are in control of different functioning organs like our brain, and Janet's going to talk about not only preventing dementia, but treating it as well, and she's going to let you know that you don't have to worry about losing your memory, about diseases like dementia creeping up on you as you get older so she has so many tips and takeaways remember we can control our health and we can prevent things like dementia coming up in our lives no matter what our family members may have gone through or what other things are happening to our friends as we age so stick around we got all that coming up on this is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Janet in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Janet. Oh, Drew, you are changing the world. And, you know, in our life, we want to make a difference and set a good example and be an influence. And you, through your podcasts and your book and your protein powder, your blog, you're showing people how to take their health back. And I'm just so glad to be with you and your listeners. And I'm hoping that our short time together will further enhance the knowledge of your listeners. You are too kind. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. I have no doubt this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Janet, before we get into things, tell us about your yourself and how you got into what you're doing now? You know, I'm a brain health specialist and specifically in the realm of dementia prevention and dementia reversal. You know, I was a former dementia administrator and a dementia practitioner. And Drew, I just grew weary. And really, that's only an understatement. I just grew aggravated and extremely fatigued in helping all my patients. And it's not just helping the patients, you know, it's helping the families and working with the doctors and trying to find another way, a better way with this demented patient that's just sinking into death. And it just became so hard. And I, I just felt like there was a better way. So I hit the research. And so you found that there was a better way to help people with dementia? I wanted to find that. I absolutely did. And eventually, yes, I have eventually found that. But, you know, it's so funny at night and during lunch and my days off I mean, weekends, I'm reading, I'm combing through the literature, the medical journals, researching all these medical reports. And my family, my friends, you know, they're saying, you're crazy. What are you doing? What is this dementia? There's nothing you can do about it. And then I'd, I'd counter back. That was my first counter. I'd say, you know, actually, you can. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. And there are a number of different other types of dementia. It's the majority of the types of dementia are Alzheimer's. 
And consequently, that's just it. It's a disease. It's not a part of normal aging. They're like, what? And so that was the first little countermeasure, that the first education concept that I would make. That dementia is a disease. And Alzheimer's is the majority of the dementia diseases. And in fact, it can be prevented. And in most cases, it can be reversed. Ah, wow. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So now we're getting into the good stuff. Maybe let me take a step back here. What were you doing before you got into dementia? Why did you decide to be a brain specialist? Well, that's why I decided to be a brain specialist because I just didn't, I just didn't wake up one morning and say, Oh, I'm going to be a brain specialist. You know, I'm (laughs) going to be Superman or Superwoman. No, no, that would, that just wasn't it. The more, the more I studied and the more I realized that this is a disease, these people don't have to sit here and waste away that something can be done. I wanted to get the word out. And so I did, I started educating the family members. And they're like, you know, could you come talk to our church? What about our Civitan Club? Oh, come talk to this health group. And so I started speaking a lot. And then they're like, well, do you have anything we can take home with us? And I said, well, no, not yet. And so I, I said, like, I got I to get the word out. So I started writing a lot. And so as the more speaking I did, the more writing I did. And so I just said, you know, my calling is to educate people on dementia and how to prevent it and how to reverse it, not to take care of those that are dying and that don't have the mindset to reverse themselves. And so that's why um, I do what I do. And that's why I guess I'm a brain health specialist, because I want to go out and tell people what's going on in the brain and why you're having dementia. And actually, you can reverse it and you can absolutely prevent it. So did you deal with anyone that had dementia in your family or life? Yes. Yes, I did. My grandmother. And yeah, that's how I got into and that's how I picked the field of dementia to go into to be an administrator. And then eventually I became a practitioner. I I had lost my job back in the downturn and in our depression a few years back. And I floundered around for a good 18 months. And I just, you know, it was too old and I wanted too much money or, you know, it just the, the mesh wasn't there. I couldn't find the proper job. And so my mother said, honey, you were so good taking care of your grandmother when she had that dementia and she was in that in the nursing home. You know, and before we didn't even know the word dementia, right? We had no clue. She just was dying of old age and getting senile. And so I said, you know, mom, I'll look into that. And I did. And I was like, you know, I can do this. This is I need to get into this field and into this healthcare aspect. So I went back to school and I did a residency. And then that here I am now knowing that I learned how to take care of patients but I didn't know why, why, why they were suffering like this. And so I wanted to get to the bottom of it. And that's, that's what I've done. I've gotten to the bottom of it. And that's what I want to share with you and your group today during our interview, Drew, is that dementia is a disease and it can be prevented. And the way it can be prevented and the way it can be reversed is that I'm going to kind of maybe not really crazy, but a unique, different paradigm on healthcare because it's not just our head brain that we're dealing with. We have two brains in our bodies. Let me back up a minute. So here I am, I'm doing all this research and I'm turning into my patients. I mean, I'm really, I'm having a hard time. I'm falling asleep all the time. I can't, every day after lunch, I'm, you know, going to sleep, no energy. I can't get up and go. I just, then I can't sleep at night. I'm becoming short tempered. You know, I'm exercising nearly every day, but that's just not cutting it. I'm gaining weight. My self-esteem is plummeting. I mean, you know, you've kind of been there when you were doing your baseball work. Yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds of different things that come up in life. And it's uh, it's important to pay attention to, I'm sure, what you're getting at here. So I'll let you carry on. So here I am 
walking around, I'm the brain drain monster. I mean, it's just, you know, you, do you know The Walking Dead? <laughs> you know, this story. it's like, yeah. that's kind of like how it was. I mean, it was awful. So here I'm trying to help my patients, right? Their, their brain is inflamed, just going to town on fire with dementia. And here I am slowly, you know, my brain is slowly percolating. And so I, I need some time off. Well, you know, most people go to the beach. I know you love the beach, but I went to a brain conference. And <laughs> <laughs> that's where you go to relax at a brain conference. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I'd already had it planned. And so I, I go to the brain conference and that's where it changed my life. And that's why I'm really am doing what I'm doing now because I learned something there that was just phenomenal and it, it completely changed my life. And again, I hope to be an influence and change your listeners' lives right now today too. And that's the fact that, and well, let me, let me back up too, you know, so here I am at this conference and there are all these famous, it's a, it's a neuro- neurological group, all these doctors around, all these famous PhDs, all these famous doctors, you know, now they're not famous like Elvis Presley, but they're famous in the scientific world. And I, I had been reading all these reports they've been writing. And so here I am, I'm just this from this hundred bed facility, dementia facility. And I'm like, who in the heck am I am to be with this group? And oh, I was so intimidated, Drew. It was just incredible. But I held my shoulders back. You know, my, that grandmother I was telling you about earlier, and, and she's um, she's whispering in my ear, hold your shoulders back, honey. You can do this. You can do this, you know. So what I learned at this conference was just incredible. And that is the fact that we as humans, we have two brains. Now, people are saying, well, of course, we've got the head brain, that, that area behind our, our eyes, you know, between our ears. And, and many of you that are educated there might think, well, you know, yeah, we have two sections. We have two hemispheres, right? We've got a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere of our brain. But really, we have two brains. And that second brain that we have is our gut. <laughs> that's right. And that, so that's difficult for a lot of people to understand. Actually, you know what? I was at a conference, a speaking event, and I talked about this. And I t- also talked about how what we put into our body in large part controls depression, anxiety, different emotions in, in our gut, in our, in our te- intestines. And people were furiated, if you could imagine. I had people like cross their names off my newsletter, my email list. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not. And they left. Yeah. And I was like, so I saw, I didn't know it was like unheard of. Like that, that's in this field. I yeah. think we, more and more people are understanding that, that we do have two brains and two emotions and, and two things that control our lives. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. It's the area. Our second brain is our gut brain. And it's the area between our rib cage and our pelvic area. We create more neurotransmitters in our gut than we do in our head brain. Now, okay. People say, well, what are neurotransmitters? Well, those are the pathways that our neurons travel delivering messages to all the various organs in our bodies. You know, messages like, like when you're, you know, you're walking down the sidewalk and your head brain tells your leg to pick up your foot and like eight inches, well, centimeters, let's talk centimeters, 20 centimeters up off the floor to clear the curb. But what happens is the brain didn't, the gut brain didn't get the connection of the 20 centimeters. So you hit the curb, right? That's your cognizance at work. And so the depletion of the messages is what causes illness. And so, you know, we digest our food and it combines with our DNA to deliver these messages to our head brain and to various parts of our our bodies. And we've got this central nerve that kind of controls everything. It's called the vagus nerve. And it travels to all the organs in our body and up to our brain. And it's very important that we keep this nerve going and flowing. So really, you know, Drew, that that saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, (laughs) it's not the case. It's not the case here, right? So we got to have that that vagus nerve really moving and focusing and delivering messages and nutrients all throughout our body. 
It's very important. Okay, so when you talk about the the gut and that being that the second brain, how does that relate to dementia or Alzheimer's in prevention, I suppose? Yeah, okay. Let's let's figure let's talk furthermore about how the damage how how the damage works. So then you can it'll kind of be a little more evident to see how the prevention mechanism comes into play. So, you know, food, the, what we inhale in our body, what we inhale through our nostrils and what we consume in our mouths goes down into our gut. And that combines with our DNA. And, you know, it starts the communication going. So good communication is good brain health and good gut health. So when we damage our gut, we damage our immune system. Now, everybody knows the immune system. That's kind of like the second system that we've got in our bodies that helps us clean up our bodies and and helps us get rid of all the illnesses. People don't realize, but 70% of our immune system operates in our gut and in tangent with this vagus nerve I was just talking about. So when we damage our gut, we damage our immune system, and then we damage other parts of our body. And so that's why Alzheimer's and other dementias are first, they're really not a head brain disease, they're first a gut brain disease. So the damage happens with what we call, it starts first out with hyperinflammation. So our immune system kind of goes crazy and starts eating good cells in our brain because the communication gets lost and then our head brain kind of doesn't quite know what to do. And so the inflammation kind of takes over the energy in our brain and turns into hyperinflammation. Like, let me tell you about what happened to me and kind of how all this came together. So here I am, you know, I'm doing all this research. And at the same time, I was a sugarholic. Let's see, what is his name? Mark Hyman. Mark Hyman says he's a neurologist. His famous quote is the best drug of choice, over-the-counter drug of choice for all folks is sugar. And um, you probably know a little bit about that and your sugar aspects and trying to get clean and all your detoxifying, right, Drew? Yeah, absolutely. There's sugar in everything. And that's why it's so important for us to teach people how to read and understand ingredients more so than like a calorie list, for example, or one of those nutrition labels that really don't mean anything. We have to read ingredients and stay away from refined sugar. You're so exactly right. So, you know, I was a sugarholic and um, years after eating too much sugar and carbs, you know, I ate the lining out of my bladder. And then I, that got better with Western medicine, but I was still having the brain drain issue. And I realized through doctor after doctor after doctor, I had adrenal fatigue and my adrenal glands quit functioning. Those are those two little glands on top of your kidneys. And about the same time as when I had attended this neurological conference, right, and learned about the two brains, the gut brain and the head brain. And buddy, I changed my eating and I'm the healthiest I've ever been and I'm the skinniest. I don't know about ever, but I'm back to college size. You know, I mean, I've lost six I've lost six dress sizes. So here I am. I'm trying to understand, you know, my patients had brains are on fire with dementia. And then I'm slowly percolating, you know, the, the brain drain monster I was telling you about earlier. And so I said, you know, people need to know this. They need to understand about the gut brain and the brain drain. And so I wrote a book about it. And so that, you know, back to continuing what I was telling you earlier about speaking and writing and getting the word out. Alzheimer's and dementia are a gut brain disease because of three key ingredients that we harmfully consume. All right, let's let's put you on the test, Drew. Can you maybe <laughs> can you maybe think what those three ingredients are that damage your gut first? Damage your gut first. So we got to go with sugar first. Yep, sugar is it. Absolutely, that's one. Uh-huh. Um, what about rancid oils? That's number three. Oh, see, I told you you're the perfect person <laughs> to ask this. All right, now give me the second one. The second in order priority number two. Oh, it's got. Would it be something to do with in preserve? It'd be something to do with preservatives. Yeah. Um, now, now that's the sub. That's the subcategory. So you're you're almost there. 
Give me a hint. <laughs> oh, it's, well, unfortunately, it is a plant. Unfortunately, it is a plant. It is a plant. I don't yeah. know what it is. What, what well, is it? We, we've been eating it for thousands of years. It's wheat. Gluten, actually. Oh, I would have never guessed. Okay. Yeah, gluten. So, so basically, in a quick nutshell, what happens is sugar, what we call diabetes 3, is Alzheimer's and dementia. That's a form of it. Um, when you're, you're starving, actually, you're starving your brain cells because of insulin dependence. You cannot get the nutrients that one needs into the brain cells because of the insulin dependence. You, you're eating too much sugar. It causes your energy to be depleted from your brain. And it doesn't, it causes your brain not to function correctly. And it eats up all the dead cells. You, you're starving your brain cells. So sugar is number one. Number two is gluten. And gluten opens up your small intestines and it opens up, it's like a, a net. You know how like you have a sidewalk and your sidewalk is, or like paved stones where you've got the mortar, a web of mortar. Well, it, gluten eats up that mortar. It eats up your digestion the lining of your digestive system, starting with your small intestine. And what happens is, and the reason why, look, let's kind of go back to science real quick. You know, gluten has 150,000 genes, 150,000. And our bodies, we only have 25,000 genes. So we can't digest gluten. Gluten ends up digesting us pretty much. We just can't, we don't know what to do with all those genes. And so that's how it eats away our the lining of our, our digestive system, our small intestine. And what happens is after we get the, the gluten through and we've got, say, you know, tomato soup or whatever else we're eating, then that kind of seeps down through our lining. It doesn't get digested. And so the immune system goes into a shenanigans. Oh, my gosh, we've got these invaders coming in. Let's, let's get active. And it starts eating up the damaged particles that have not been digested. And then it continues to eat and eat and eat. That's what we call hyperinflammation. So first is insulin resistance, where we've got too much sugar. And the second is inflammation, where we've got hyperinflammation. And what happens is it gets into the blood. This gluten gets into the blood and it eats up. You know, we have this, we, we've all known about the blood-brain barrier. It breaks that blood-brain barrier and gets into our brain and damages our brain cells. It damages our glia cells, which is the supportive cells to our neurons. And it can't feed the neurons or direct the neurons or focus the neurons for our, our train of thought. So a train of thought dies away. That's what happens. That's how it eats up our brain cells. So sugar and gluten both starve our brain cells and eat up our brain cells. And then there, I told you there are three types of Alzheimer's and dementia. And the third one is a combination of one and two. So basically, you kind of can see now how we damage our gut, then we go up and we damage our brain, our head brain. And that's really what causes Alzheimer's or other types of dementias. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. So what can we do to we, so we stay away from sugar and stay away from gluten? I would imagine it's that simple, but when you're working with clients or patients, 
how do you implement that? Like it's easy to say, go work out and exercise <laughs> to live a healthier right. lifestyle, but how do you get them there? It's very, very difficult. And primarily what I start with are the, the six white foods. You can't eat the six white foods. You've got to, you've got to really, you've got to wipe them off your diet map. And those six white foods are flour, the wheat issue, sugar with the white sugar, white rice, corn, corn is white. It's processed. It's in everything. It's a simple carbohydrate and it turns immediately to sugar. All right. So let's see, that's four, five are potatoes, no white potatoes. And then the sixth one, I bet you know this one. It's white. It's white. Come on, you can do this. It's liquid too. White and liquid. Yeah, it comes from oh, an animal. Milk, dairy. Yeah. Milk, dairy. Yeah. <laughs> milk. No milk. Yeah. And we can go to each one of those. You know, sugar, processed sugar, honey is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Molasses is okay. Maple syrup is okay. It's not great. Um, you know, the best sugar really comes from fruit. And you wanna you wanna eat that fruit before two PM just to help you with your cyclical system in your body and how it processes sugars and coordinates the energy for your body. And then white rice, you know, white rice is a simple carbohydrate. It goes immediately to sugar. So brown rice, specifically stemmed um, or sprouted rice is the best for your digestive system. So you can buy that. You can buy stemmed red rice and brown rice. And then of corn, corn is, corn is really, it's 90, now this was five years ago. So 92% of all corn grown is GMO'd. So that was that that statistic's about five years old. So I'm sure it's what 95, 96% at this point. But m the majority of the corn out there is GMO'd. And so um, that number one GMO'd is, the, is a problem. We can get into that a little bit later. Your brain doesn't know what to do. This, it's been genetically modified. Your brain doesn't quite know how to how to handle this. Um, how to how to your enzymes don't quite know how to digest it. And then that's your gut brain talking to your head brain. And so corn is just a bad thing. Then potatoes, kind of the same concept. It, even though they were they're a hybrid back in the 1800s we had the potato famine and we we made the hybrid those are kind of gmo as well with the hybrid issue but nonetheless white potatoes are a simple carbohydrate so let's go to red and brown and and sweet potatoes those are the best and then milk milk is just really harmful to your body and the reason why is because it will not let the nutrients be digested in your body do you know about this? Milk has casein. Do you know about the casein in milk? Uh, I know that milk has casein. I know that there's some even protein, dairy protein powders that can are like exclusively casein. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, stay away from those. But you know, casein, casein is a it wraps around the nutrients and it prevents the nutrients from being digested. So here you you're loaded up with so let's say you have you yogurt and and you have you put blueberries in it. Well, that the casein in the yogurt won't allow the blueberries, all the antioxidants from the blueberries to be digested. I mean, it's a, it's a problem. So, all right, Jenna, we don't have too much time here, but I want to give you a chance to talk about yourself in a few minutes here. I want to ask you a couple of questions here. Yeah. So dementia in particular. So it, it, I think dementia in large part is thought of, or maybe you can clear this up, when there is family members that have dementia, is there more of a chance that a certain individual in the same family, like hereditary is what I'm getting at. Is that, is that fair or is there ways that you can prevent or, or I mean, I know the whole show is about prevention, I suppose, but is it hereditary? Um, yes and no. You know, you, you have the gene, perhaps you have the gene. There, there are four specific types of genes that, that you can inherit to cause Alzheimer's and types of dementias. But the deal is you don't have to turn on those genes. You can certainly turn them off. And keep them from being turned on. And so, while yes, 
you can inherit those genes. You don't have to turn on those genes. And the way you keep those genes quelled and quiet and not active is you eat right and you don't give them a chance to perk up and take charge and take control over your body. And you eat, eat right and you exercise. And so that will prevent, that's a good preventive measure. So yes, if you do inherit those genes, I mean, it does give you something to think. I mean, you do need to think about that. But at the same time, you can fight it and you can beat it and you can prevent it. Perfect. That's lovely. I feel like we needed to hear that because so many times I don't feel like we, like we feel like we're in control of our health and like we have, and I, and I got to say that these, there are many times there are excuses that we don't want to take accountability for the things that are happening in our lives and in our health in particular for this conversation. But I, I think it's great to hear that, that you can be in control of your health and just because other family members, just because of your age, weight, race, whatever it is, that we can be in control of our life and health and especially when it comes to dementia here. That's exactly right. And, you know, it goes further even past dementia. You know, it goes into cancer. It goes into rheumatoid arthritis. It, it goes into all kinds of different illnesses. It's not just dementia. So you're exactly right. You can control your genes. Okay, so now that I got that question out of the way, and now if someone does have or is diagnosed with dementia, did you say this is treatable or reversible with some of the tips and suggestions that you've been talking about here, like improving your gut health? Yes, yes. About um, in, in 2014, Dr. Dale Bredesen was the first doctor to show us that it can be reversed. He reversed dementia, co severe cognitive impairment in nine of 10 individuals uh, and putting them on a protocol system. And basically, Drew, he started with their gut. He started cleaning up their gut. And then once you get the gut cleaned up, then we can r run, we, we run that patient through a series of numbers. We need to know their numbers, run, excuse me, run them through a series of tests so that we can know their numbers. And then basically we see what the discrepancies are in their numbers. Then we can work on, on their numbers. And wh what do I mean by numbers? Well, just their A1C, their n number of their neurotransmitters, how they scale in regard to their neurotransmitters, um, how they are on certain vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin B, all the different variations of B vitamins, B as in boy, B vitamins. So um, once we get their gut cleaned up, then we can go in and figure out their numbers, their true numbers, and kind of go from there and see how, 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 what more we can do to help them with their cognitive abilities. Okay, perfect. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, Janet, we do have to wrap things up here. I want to give you a chance to talk to our audience here and let them know if they want more information or more details about what you have and where they can be directed for to go, website, social media, whatever you like. Well, thank you, Drew. Yeah, you know, I was talking earlier about being the, the brain drain monster, you know, walking around. Um, I mean, I, I was so emphatic about that. I wrote a book on it. Actually, it's a it's a, just a, a booklet, actually, not really a big, thick 200-page book, but it's it's a small booklet. It's about a 30-minute read. It'd be fun for the beach or hiking break or just a rainy afternoon. And you can get that on my website. It's free, of course. And you, you can get that on my website, JanetRichPittman.com. And again, talking more about the gut brain issue, I've got three signature articles on my homepage about halfway down talks about the gut brain connection. I um, mean, you can certainly read those. Each one of those is about an eight or 11 minute read. There are three signature posts. And again, JanetRichPittman.com. But would love for you to get the book. Um, it's a lot of fun, a cute little read. And, and I think you'll enjoy it. It talks about brain drain and, and nine ways 
um, that your brain, you have brain drain and what you can do to keep your brain fully charged. Fantastic, Janet. Thank you so much. That was an absolute pleasure. This is a topic we haven't talked about yet, at least at this point for seven years. So I think that is overdue. And I'm so happy that we've met and we're able to connect. And I look forward to working together in the future. Thanks, Drew. And listen, I'd love to come back and talk more about it. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. Hope you got something out of that interview. I hope you understand that we all have the power. We can control our health in many different ways, and this is no different. I've heard it so many times that we don't have control, that these are hereditary. These things come up in our lives, and we can't control them. Well, Janet... And I am here to tell you that you can control your health and you don't have to accept these things, especially as we age. We don't have to accept our health to decline. We don't have to accept other areas of our eyesight to go to get worse. We don't have to accept disease in our life in different ways. So we can control our health no matter what age we are. So keep working towards improving your health. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I just want to let you know all past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you ever miss a show, you can always go back and watch past shows there. We also have a free app that you can download on any Apple device so you can download the show and take it with you wherever you go. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. If you need any help meal planning with recipes, grocery shopping lists, or at-home fitness routines, head over to trueformlife.com. That's where we have everything going up there. I'm going to leave you with that. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.